Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And I'm Emily. And today we're going to talk about collaboration. Let's get together. But before we do that, yeah, uh, let's catch up a little bit. Let's talk about life, what's new, all of the above. Uh, oh, I actually have some new, um, new pedal days. Oh? Yeah, I have uh, two new Tysco pedals that I just unboxed today. One is a boost and one is their uh, delay. Hmm. Yeah, they're handsome as all get out, very robust, uh, really nice packaging. I also, Speaking of nice packaging, though, I also got the Abominable Pedals um, Cat Dirt, which is just a very loud boost pedal. And it is, it's so small. Like, I... I didn't realize that it was going to be, I forgot they were mini pedals that they were doing. Um, so it's teensy. It's a, uh, got gorgeous art and it came in like one of those kind of packages, like you would get an action figure in. Mm-hmm. So that was really a fun, uh, a fun like experience. Kind of like a blister packer. Yeah, exactly like that, but easier oh, to open then. Yeah. Oh yeah. So blister really packs neat. are a nightmare. Yes. Yes, they are. I also finally put your um, the Fox Kybro pedal topper on my Moyo volume pedal, which is also so small. Oh yeah, and uh, did it did it fit pretty well? Perfectly. Um, but as soon as I put it on, I was like, it's upside down. <laughs> and I, uh, oh no! Fixed, I fixed it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, make sure that your pedal, your volume pedals, go in the right way before you put them on. Yeah, I don't recommend trying to stick it twice. But if you if you if you unstick it before the adhesive has a chance to cure, you've got a 50-50 shot of it working. Yeah, it it was it was pretty much immediate that I realized that I had done it wrong. So uh it's still it's still on there. Seems pretty good. Glad Robust. it held up. Yes. It it did. And thank you. I, I obviously I finally opened the uh package for uh the little delay pedal and the uh my SM57. Yay. Have you had a chance to play with the delay pedal yet? I have not. I've, um, I guess we can talk about that more later, but, um, I've just kind of, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, we talked about productivity and like doing stuff and I just didn't really do a ton of, um, guitar stuff this week until like today and today I'm doing like work. Gotcha. Yeah, so I haven't, had, I haven't had yeah, I haven't had time to just have fun with um any of my toys. Yeah, I've I've been in a pretty similar boat. I've got a combination. I've got pretty caught up with work. Um, ended up being quite a bit uh, for my day job, and I found myself fun uh, using the evenings to kind of wind down a little bit more. And um, in a like, it's not that project work is exhausting. It's just it's a different kind of wind down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, between that and then, uh, I'd be lying if I, if I didn't say that I was, I've been starting to feel a little bit more of the, the weight of quarantine starting to settle in. I tend to be a pretty positive, upbeat person. It just kind of started to hit me a little harder this week. So kind of still settling into that and I choosing to be okay with my, my lower rate of productivity than I usually hit. Yeah, I I really hate the the meme that I've seen going around that says if you're in if it at the at the end of quarantine you haven't like picked up a new hobby, started that side hustle, done that chore, yada yada yada, 
it wasn't a lack of time. It was a lack of discipline. That's like, we are, this is a very stressful time for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And most people truly, if you have like a modicum of like an understanding of the weight of what is happening right now, you're probably feeling some level of anxiety. Anxiety, stress, um, depression, like the whole list of, I mean, ultimately, I mean, to be very blunt about this too, to, to a reasonable degree, this is collectively traumatic for everybody in the world mm-hmm. right now because it's just upended what we're all, uh, what the norm, the normal status quo of life that we had set into. And for a lot of people, I mean, I mean, how speaking- much collective trauma do I have to have before I'm 35? Cause I was like 12, uh, when nine 11 happened. Uh, I mean, gosh, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, I mean, there's that, there's the 2008, um, housing crisis. There's been, um, I mean, there's been a, a pretty solid handful of things that have happened. I think in a weird way though, this is almost more invasive than any of the previous traumas. Um, and I'm not, and I say almost because I'm not willing to make a definitive statement on that, um, in terms of comparison, uh, because I don't want to speak disrespectfully to to nine eleven or any of the things that have happened historically. But, but this no. really is like actually impacting a lot more people on like a day to day basis. Yeah, it's definitely got a little bit more of an insidious. Like this has upended what normal life looks like, and has quite possibly upended that what normal life looks like permanently. And what, whenever things start to go back to quote unquote normal, I'm sure it's, there's going to be a different level of what that normal looks like in the future. Yeah. And it's just different. I mean, right, wrong, or indifferent, that's kind of where we're at. And I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with acknowledging that. In fact, I'd go as far to say is if we don't acknowledge that and kind of grieve what that loss is for us collectively, uh, then it makes it a lot more difficult to move on, move forward. Yeah. Yeah, I am uh, mourning a lot right now. Not not any humans that I personally know, thank God, um, feel really a lot of love for everyone who is, but like, I just look at the, at things like, uh, my career and just like the momentum that I was gaining with performing live with my band and how that was going so well. I mean, it was just barely over a month ago that we were in, in Texas playing, you know, shows to big crowds and doing really well. And now this is, it feels like that was 10 years ago. Yep. I mean, there's definitely that. And I've got um, a little bit more of a, of a, a more neutral American dream kind of level that I felt like I was starting to hit where I had my day job, my, um, my Monday through Friday that I had uh, really started to settle into. I've been at this job for uh, about seven or eight months now. So really starting to hit my stride with the team and, what that looks like for me. So I was starting to feel incredibly comfortable there with my, my daily schedule, my commute, um, my activities on weeknights and weekends, time with the family, like all of that. I felt like I'd really started to settle into it. Summer was on its way and I was looking forward to um, barbecuing, which not that I can't do that now, but the, the whole rhythm of the life that, uh, that I was starting to settle into, I was starting to really enjoy and seeing that like, and now I'm working from home, but my hours are now completely different than when they were before. Um, and that's, um, other members of the family aren't working like they were before. And it just, it changes so much. 
um, of what the dynamic is. Yeah, it really does. And I think that as someone who's been working home for a while, I guess my advice for people who who are are working from home is that uh, if you feel like this weird sort of disconnect uh, and like you can't unwind at the end of the day because you're, you know, working and you can and it's harder to shut off when you're working when you're working from home it really is part of what you're missing is um that mental trigger in your brain uh that was your commute uh for most people the commute at the end of the day is a signal that like work work is done Mm -hmm. so i recommend like finding something to replace that with um it could be playing an instrument it could be meditation which i personally don't do it could be uh going for a quick jog around the block or, or anything like that that you know that you can just use to separate um your day job from your you know uh life <laughs> no yeah I, I can i can attest to that i mean i definitely had that uh, moment of feeling like I was unable to flip the switch. Uh, and um, I, I found myself asking, uh, talking to my wife and be like, Hey, so I'm done with the work day, but I just need to go take like a long, hot shower and like, kind of like, let that be my, my technical commute. So mm-hmm. that tried that for a little bit. I'm not sure if I like that as a replacement for a commute. So yeah. all of that to say is not so much, I, I'm not saying all of this to like, be like, Oh yeah, my life sucks. Cause all things considered, I admittedly feel like I'm doing pretty well. I think what I'm trying to communicate is it we're all experiencing different degrees but uh, of change um, to what are the rhythm of our lives and the implications for that mean. And I think that's something I think we all need to collectively acknowledge is every, every single person listening to this podcast, I'm sure it has been affected by this in some sort of meaningful way. So yeah. And so yeah. I think that's what we're – that's kind of leading us a little bit closer to our topic of trying to imagine and adapt and figure out what life looks like moving forward for us as musicians. And But we won't get too far into that quite yet. Yeah, probably. But um, we should probably thank our sponsors. Oh, I, I don't get to say – talk about what's new with me? Oh, I, I feel bad about that now. Yes, what is new <laughs> with you, Andrew? For some reason, I just thought you were talking about it. <laughs> no, no. I That's more generic overview kind of level. Uh, so new with me is I did guest on another podcast, but I'm not going to say who quite yet, waiting to find out when that episode's going to get released, so – Teehee. There's there's my little teaser for that. Uh, and so that I haven't started soldering my board build yet. I was waiting for uh, to get new soldering iron tips, which I just got yesterday. And I also realized that I've been using some really cheap, terrible solder. So I'm looking at options and I think I figured out um, a new spool of solder I'm going to order for this build. Nice. Figure if I'm going to if I'm going to spend the time to dig through this, why would I use uh, like a, a cheap solder that's going to have a lot of residue that's harder to flow and could possibly develop cold joints. Um, just spend a little bit more, make this something that's going to last for a bit longer and a little bit more enjoyable to work through. Cause I want this to be like a fun, 
almost like meditation sort of pro- project where I'm like one at a time, solder, solder, screw together. Kind soldering, of soldering can be meditative like that. It can also uh, be the opposite of that. It can be. I think for if I was like populating a PCB, it'd be way more uh, stressful because I'm trying yeah. to think about it. But just doing cables, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Something about that seems really nice. So I want to be yeah. able to sit back and just properly enjoy that and not be frustrated with the equipment I've got. Yeah. So I've totally. got that. Um, and for the most part, that's, uh, that's for the most part, that's been my week. I am excited. I've got uh, a couple more, um, Fox Cairo orders in. So I'm actually starting to see Fox Cairo business take an upswing. Oh, cool. Which has been kind of nice. It gives me a little, a, a really fun project to do throughout the week that I really enjoy doing. Um, and I've been really, really inspired and fascinated by a lot of the designs I'm seeing come in. Um, huge shout out to uh, the guy who's been doing most of my design, Aaron Schmidt. He's been doing a phenomenal job. And I just got um, right before starting this podcast, got a sneak preview at his newest design that he's doing for someone um, for a, a new template that I'm supporting. Uh, and it just looks absolutely phenomenal. So That's awesome. new template is uh, for the Helix. What? <laughs> the, like the, the front the of floor it? unit yeah no uh no for the so the the both the light and the main helix have a foot pedal built into it oh. and so i've got the template together for the uh the proper full-size floor unit uh, and the, what's particularly cool about this is this is the the way that the foot pedal is shaped is it's like a thick piece of metal that's bent 90 degrees so you've got like a really nice um You've got like two sides of the same pedal. So it like wraps around the side. Oh, neat. Um, so it's going to, uh, the designer just saw come in looks super sweet. I won't spoil too much about what it is, but the idea of having more of a three dimensional aspect of seeing how the design can wrap around the side of the pedal rather than just the flat top of the treadle, I think is really, really neat. And I think that we're going to see some really cool stuff from that. Awesome. Yeah. Good so, to have good things happening right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's given me a lot, a lot of fun work, and there's something really gratifying about seeing all the art, artwork that people are coming up with. I find that to be so incredibly inspiring and just puts a lot of joy in my heart. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. If I, if I sound a little tired, it's because I watched my niece all day yesterday, and I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know how, uh, how draining that can be. Yeah, she's got, I was telling you beforehand, she's doing this thing where she won't sleep in any bed that's not her bed. So she, some kids will just nap anywhere. Right. I've seen it. And she will refuse. College kids especially. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She was just fighting this nap all day yesterday and it was, it was really hard. (laughs) I don't want to sleep. I don't want to take a nap. I'm like, well, I do. Oh, I do, kid. I do. Yeah, but I yeah, she was she was she was good. She was largely easy. She was just she kept saying she was bored. I'm like, you're just tired. I don't think you're bored. I think you're just sleepy. See, see here here's the the classic anti trick, and it's it's two words: uh, children's Benadryl. Oh sweet, no god. <laughs> I'm not actually. I don't actually recommend that. That's probably not what the doctor would ever recommend, but. No, but I'm sure it's fun to fantasize about. Yeah, <laughs> it's just good. Like a, anything, like anything, an anything to make you sleep. For a kid, be like, 
and they're out. Cool. Oh, she was so grumpy. Oh gosh. Yeah. But, uh, other than that, it was, it was good. It was good. My brother moved into a new house. It's a lot closer to where we live. So, oh, fun. uh, yeah, I will enjoy going over there when we're allowed to do that thing more. Glad I mean, I've been watching, I've been the watching their kid all day. So we went over there and had some pizzas, but I, I cause I was at that point, you're like, if we all have been around this Jeremy little kid, I think if, Something is going to happen. This is not going to exacerbate it. What does exacerbate mean? <laughs> Are you asking seriously? No, no, it's that's a movie reference. I I will don't personally know. mail a sticker to whoever gets that movie reference first. By the way, okay. Do you have stickers? <laughs> I do have stickers. Cool. I didn't give Eight. all you. I had a stash of them. I brought to Nam and. I almost I was gonna give them all away and then I forgot to bring them the second two days that I went on the floor. So I only gave them away on the first day. What a waste. Yeah, but now I've still got I got I've got stickers, magnets, and pins. Or uh, buttons. Buttons that I still have buttons. laying around. Yes. I'm out of uh, coasters except for the one I have on my desk that I use every single day since I work from home now. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't care for the coasters. I wouldn't reorder those. I mean I like the one. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. They're meant to be. They're like that paper disposable coaster kind of deal. Yeah, at a bar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I also have like a mini collection of bar coasters. Yeah, from different places I've been. I have a couple coasters, and uh, most of them have been in my family for forever. So I just yeah, interesting stuff. Um. Anyway, sponsors. Sponsors. Uh, shout out to Chase Bliss Audio. Uh, they made the blooper. I did a few demos of the blooper. And it is an all-around uh, inspiring pedal. And I think that it is an, a self-isolation slash quarantine dream machine. Uh, I've just had so much fun with um, that pedal. I have a couple favorite features. Uh, the repeats knob, which will slowly or quickly fade out old layers, I think is just so smart and so cool. And I'm really proud of the demo I did um, of the repeats knob. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a great pedal. Everything um, I've seen about it is just maybe completely changed my mind on what I thought a looper is capable of. Right. And just the creativity that goes into the feature set is just absolutely mind-blowing yeah totally and it's like it it has so i i remember i got um one of my first loopers was the ditto x2 because it had it had like what technically three effects but really one of them was just the second foot switch was a dedicated stop um so this has that dedicated stop but then so many other effects that are really, really cool. I love the stepped speed. Uh, so you can speed it up, slow it down, backwards, forwards in uh, a melodic way. I think it goes up by a third or a fifth or something like that each turn. So uh, it's basically in tune with you if you uh, record your loop, put on that modifier, have it go backwards or whatever, and you can still play over it in the same key. And it's really, oh, yeah. really I've easy. been watching people uh, have a lot of fun, like putting like, uh, like just song recordings or like uh, 
uh, music from like their phone or whatever into, and then just like slowing it down and uh, pitch shifting it and just making like otherwise familiar things sound like super trippy. Yeah, it's really cool. And um, it's the kind of thing where I think with a lot of Chase Bliss pedals, like the mood, you see it at first, you're like, well, I don't really know how I could use that in a band setting. And then you spend some time with it and you're like, oh, yeah, no, I think I could make room for this. And I think I will. <laughs> oh, yeah. And even just outside of a band setting, just the, I mean, well, we can talk a little bit more about what, um, what being in a band would look like in quarantine. But for the sake of just at home by yourself on a weeknight, kind of just, cranking out some jams and having fun uh twisting knobs i mean that is probably one of the coolest things you could have in a rig oh yeah yeah easily easily totally um other sponsor for the show is old blood noise endeavors their newest pedal is the visitor Ooh, have you seen that demo uh no i have uh i don't know if i actually got around to seeing the demo for it but i i just have to say that the name it just seems so taboo in this world of COVID-19 that I just love the vibe. <laughs> completely accidental too. Amazing. It's like, what, uh, visitor? what's that? No. Tell me more about what that's like. Oof, I need to know. Visitor. Yeah. Uh, it runs two effects in a parallel. So two at the same time. So you can run a chorus on a chorus or a tremolo on a tremolo or a chorus on a phaser, uh, a tremolo on a chorus, uh, yeah, it's really, really luscious. I feel like you get some really like super sick, seasick vibes out of that. Oh, oh yes, definitely. I, I am used to uh, run two chorus pedals on a board, and I remember getting like, "Why would you have two different chorus?" But I'm like, "Trust me." Now, listen. Here's one. Now, here's the other. Now, here's both of them together, and just like, like double chorus into a reverb with a delay, like kind of for that those big spacey sounds. Mm-hmm. It's like. Somehow you get like double 80s turns into because, like, chorus is like the classic, like, 80s vibe kind of sound. Uh, oh, totally is, yeah. But you get that double layer of it, and it just takes it to a whole new, like, sonic depth that's just really, really fun to listen to. Or might make you a little nauseated. Well, if you listen to it in stereo, but is there no other way to do it? I mean, I'm sorry, but modulation stereo is always king in my book. Yeah, I love stereo effects. I don't, I'm not running, my main board isn't stereo right now, but um, I'm probably going to do a little stereo rig for a project that I'm working on uh, this week. 10 out of 10 recommend. Oh yeah, you you know me, I love stereo effects. I think I need to, uh, so I was actually um, halfway considering upgrading my Scarlet rig again. Because I've got this 2i4. So it's the two ins, four four outs. And I'm thinking I need to move up to the 4i4 so I can record a full wet-dry-wet setup. Nice. Because right now I've only got the two inputs. I can do stereo or I can do wet-dry. But if I want to do a full wet-dry-wet all at once. And that's Mm -hmm. what my my rig is going to be set up for once I'm done soldering it together. Cool. Which I'm not sure when I'm actually going to get around to that. I think it. Probably once I get the solder in, I'll probably take about a week to kind of gear myself up for it, kind of muster up the courage. Yeah, I have some, you know, things I could could be soldering and I just haven't brought myself to do it just for no reason, really. I think that with everything that's going on, like you were saying, I want to take my my evenings to actually 
decompress with my, my husband and, or play card games or something, um, cook. And for some reason, I, I, and I think part of it is because, uh, when he was working downtown, there would be, you know, nights he would get back till seven just because of the, the commute or working a little bit late. And now he's just always here. So I know that he doesn't care if I go downstairs and, you know, dick around on the guitar for three hours, but I still feel kind of bad doing it. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I mean, I, I don't normally work from home, so I'm usually out of the office till mid-afternoon. And, um, but it's definitely been different for me to like be working at home, seeing the family all day, like walk out to the kitchen to grab lunch. You're like, Hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, yeah. kind of thing. And then at the end of the day, wanting to go and spend more time in the office. Cause right now my, my home office is really just my home studio space because that's where my computer and desk already is. Uh, so it's kind of like, there's that. And there's also, I've got this weird, and maybe I, I'm probably not the only one that's got this now that I think about this, but if your at work at home space happens to be like wherever your studio space is, it feels almost like I'm going back to work. If I'm going to go like play with any of the toys in the evening. That's true. My, my setup, my home office is indeed my studio space always has been. And yeah, sometimes I just feels weird, especially when, you know, you're actually doing work yeah with your music I mean, yeah like i like i work at home all day and every once in a while like i'll be sitting on a meeting I'll, I'll have a guitar in my hand just kind of plucking away while i listen in but mm-hmm. i mean for the most part like i'm sitting in the middle of what's supposed to be my most inspirational space in the house and finding myself just like i'm at work yep that is uh, not an ideal part of working from home, for for sure. But you know, I I'm, I feel lucky um, just having a separate space for that stuff now. Because if if all this was happening when Rick and I were still sharing a studio loft apartment, I I just I have no idea how we would be doing it. I think it would be bad, really, really bad. No. Well, I mean. It is what it is, and I and I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining. It's just kind of nav- trying to figure out and navigate the the differences and kind of adapting to that, which I think is definitely something that uh, is worth talking about. Is how do we adapt to being musicians and collaboration? Yeah, in this day and age. Yeah, I've been I've been actively kind of um, working on that today. In fact, which is funny. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> wow, that hit me a lot harder than I thought I was going to. What was it, whiskey? Yeah, I just I, I just poured myself just a splash and <laughs> sip on, and um, just finished up finished up my water first because you know drinking water is important. It is. I find myself wishing I had like one more. I w- transitioning from water straight into this wasn't. I have no excuses. It just hit me funny. Yeah, no, uh, it's fine. So, yeah, but I've so been I'm... working on collaborating, and what does that yeah. look like? So this is interesting because I was involved in um, a day long recording session over, I think we did three or four songs. I don't really remember uh, back last summer around the time I joined Sunday crush probably. And I saw the woman had posted in the local woman in music group. Um, if anybody could record guitar stuff from their 
wherever they are right now. And I reached out to her immediately. I'm like, did I do something wrong? And she's like, no, no, no. She just re-recorded some things and she tried to lay down her own lead guitar part. I think ultimately just didn't really like what it, like the sound or something. So I've been going through today. I, I tabbed it out. I um, sent her some options. So that's the hard thing about recording remotely is for me. Um, so she sent me everything I needed. She sent me isolated her guitar track, um, the actual song with and without the track that I'm redoing. Uh, and she sent me some notes, but even with the notes, like they, they did say, um, like, I encourage additional takes if you have other ideas for the melody. Um, I would like a clean version of this and a version with effects. So knowing what I know about her, I kind of made some educated guesses about like which effects I thought she would like also kind of going off of what she'd already done. Um, so I recorded I, just the first verse. Um, I think about six takes, including a dry one with distortion one with fuzz, one with a uh, delay with fuzz, one delay clean, uh, and then one with the mood that was clean and uh, just sent them all to her this afternoon because, I, you know, I don't really want to go too far without getting some feedback. And that's the thing that I've really been struggling with in this project, um, which is collaborative uh, it's the first collaborative project I've done exclusively from home during this whole quarantine situation. So it's going to be more of a back and forth than I'm used to. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that gives you a chance to kind of take it in um, a, a bit at a time and it kind of avoids getting the, the, the feedback of your musicians were so preoccupied in whether they could, that they didn't stop to think if they should. All right, Jeff. All right, Jeff Goldblum. Um, it's yeah. I mean, that's, that's one way to look at it. I think if it was the case of doing a couple of songs and doing one and then getting the feedback, but I mean, when you're recording guitar or anything, it's like, if you just simply turn off the amp and unplug the pedal board and the next day you go back, turn the amp back on, plug the pedal board back in, grab the same guitar, tune it up just the same. It's going to sound different. Yep. So, you know, I, I've I've done these takes of the first thing. And I know that when I go back to do the second pass, I'm just going to have I'm gonna have to redo that take, even if it's perfect, even if she loves it, because otherwise it's going to sound different and the same the same really goes for singing i mean one of the things that i always found really um or talking even the the one thing i always thought was weird about um watching america's next top models is very specific sometimes uh tyra would be talking to all the girls and it would pan away from her face and she would obviously be doing a voiceover because it just sounds different it's still her still her voice Different day, just talking sounds so jarringly different. So, so thought, and I've only really tried to do this once, but I don't technically have the proper equipment for it, is uh, taking a clean DI and then re-amping it. 
that's something that's done in studios all the time. Uh, and I'm wondering if it wouldn't be, I know that technically to do it right, you've got to get the, the impedance right for your output to match what your output is from your guitar through your um, amp and whatever pedals you're going to use. But I'm wondering mm. if there's like a good way to DIY uh, without spending like the $200 for the, for the radial reamp box. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, probably in some way, but I don't know if it would be faster. And I was thinking about that too. Like it, it kind of might've been nice to just, I mean, I have the clean take. It just put some effects and plugins on that. I mean, I get why people do it, but there's not a, there's not a, there's not a, a plugin for the chase bliss mood. You know, there's right. not a, there's not a plugin that is the spruce effects gale. They just don't exist. I like oh, exactly. my pedals. I know. But I mean, all just depends. I, I, I haven't been opposed to the idea of doing a ramp because I think once you kind of get the process down, um, it, it can be a lot of fun. It's kind of like looping, but just using your DAW. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have a beef with it for sure. I just. Um, I also don't want to spend the $200 for yeah. the, the radial reamp. Um, yeah. At the same time, is, it might not be, it might not be the worst investment. Yeah. I mean, that is true. The nice thing about doing that is you can do the DI track and send it to someone else and then they can reamp it through their own equipment, mm-hmm. which I think that could be actually a really, really, really fun option in an age where we can't all just like, Hey, can I just plug into your rig real quick? I want to try something. Uh, it's like, here, let me just send you the file. I, I, I got this DI. This is from, this is from my Jennings uh, set to these settings knock yourself out of the park and reamping and you, you just let them see what they come up with. So I think that yeah. could be a lot of fun as a collaborative tool. It could. I mean, it, it, and also like, like I, she, there's a solo on the song too, that I'm going to, you know, uh, make more. <laughs> and, uh, I you know she's like a fuzzy solo. I'm like, yeah, I mean the Gale, I could use the Gale or I could use the uh, Tysco fuzz or the Hawaiian pizza or the woodcutter or well, uh, technically an op amp distortion uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh it's like a rat uh but you can get i know but the, fuzz the seth fuzz the zvex i actually might use the zvex fuzz probe Ooh. on it but um yeah i'm just like looking around at all my fuzz pedals thinking or or dirt pedals if we're really gonna like, if you want to get super specific the gale's not just a fuzz either it's also a distortion Overdrive. yeah overdrive sure um yeah so i just have so many options and that's like i've never thought i'd get option paralysis about fuzz which is an effect i didn't even know i liked until i got a half horse i do not have enough fuzz right now is there a such thing as enough fuzz yeah so that's kind of the the collaboration the the actual professional collaboration project because it is work I'm thankfully getting paid for and I'm very happy and excited to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad I could, cause I always told this woman and she remembered that I had said this, like if you ever need more guitar work, like I'll happily do it for her because I think she's a joy um, generally speaking. Um, you know, so, the funny thing is I'm, I'm we're talking about reamping as an option with kind of this, uh, as an option for collaboration, something that 
just popped into the back of my memory bank is I was like a year, maybe a year and a half ago. Someone, I uh, forget which publication did it, but they did a write up on uh, John Mayer and how he does uh, session work. And one of the things is he, I forget what console is. He's got like his own console that he uses to record a DI. And then he sends the DI and he almost exclusively, according to the article was he would record the DI and that was the session work. And he let the producer DJ, whoever he was working for, uh, reamp it from there and have fun with it. And I remember hearing the outrage like, Oh, that's not inspiring. And that's not him like really playing his tone and like this, that, and the other thing. And I remember thinking like, okay, well, I mean, he's just a gun for hire in this instance. So if that's what the, that if that's what works best for the producer, then sure. I mean, I guess. I, I, and now I'm saying like, no, actually that seems kind of genius in terms of time efficiency and ability to not have to stay in the studio all the time, which in this day and age, I mean, we can't like go to the studio to record. So I, <laughs> I, I mean, you can, if you have, if you own the studio, if you're Greg Merkel <laughs> from recovery effects, or if you're right. Jim Bryson, or if uh-huh. you're, you know, so, I would so, not hate to have a studio right now that wasn't also my home office. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think just, it's I'm just thinking of like genius. all the people that like threw a hissy fit over John Mayer's not a real guitar player. He can't do that. I'm like, huh? huh? Bet you feel stupid now, huh? <laughs> I don't. Uh, people find dumb things to get mad about all the time. Like, that is true. Wh- why do you care? Like, he's uh, you know, I'm not a John Mayer fan by any stretch of the imagination. It's just not my thing i have he is a phenomenal guitar player (laughs) like you can't you can't you can't say anything about that aspect of what he is and what he does yeah i i don't i try to stay out of whether or not i like john mayer um i've i've heard mixed things about the way he's treated women in the past but i also know that people grow and i i don't pretend to know enough or care to know enough about his personal life to to have it a proper opinion on that. Oh, I think he's a jackass for sure. I think he'll admit that and is aware of that. Um, he's very funny. I will say very funny, but, uh, yeah, I mean, my take on him has very little to do with his personality. (laughs) Uh, All of that to say, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to double down based on that and hold to, I think, reamping might be a really solid project for anyone looking into to um or just learning like how to get a good solid clean di recording that that could be a really proper skill for collaboration i think it's something that's worth considering yeah absolutely um i i've another thing i've been really enjoying doing is this past week i did the first two of the insider riff trading which maybe didn't wasn't like super creating music collaborative but uh i thought that actually went pretty pretty well and that felt i mean it felt like it felt collaborative to me as we were doing it yeah i mean yeah you're playing music with someone whether or not it's learning someone else's riffs or not i mean that's i mean that's part of what people just do in band practice like oh that lick sounded sick can you show me how you did that yeah we've all had that moment and there's that 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 connection you get between yourself and the other guitar player where you're, you're learning. And there's something really special about that. I think. Yeah. You're learning. And those are tools that you can turn around and put into your own art and your own work. Because I mean, it's, it's music. If, if something, 
if some sort of kind of riff works, then it works. And just because you, you learned it from so-and-so who learned it from Prince doesn't, I mean, a lick here and there, that's not, that's not theft. No, but I mean, and of course I know I'm saying that as an extrovert, knowing that all the introverts like, no, 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 just give me the tab, give me the sheet music. I don't want to talk to anybody. Let me figure it out on my own terms. I don't want to talk to anybody, but. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I actually, uh, so the first one we did was with Spencer Fox from Charlie Bliss. I actually did go and tab out everything that, uh, all the Charlie Bliss licks that he, he showed me. So I guess I'll probably figure out a way to get those online. But, um, yeah, those were, those were fun. And then we had Mike Adams and Mike just did a really fun collaboration. Did you see that? Uh, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I did see that he did it and I, I need to sit down and watch it. Uh, he did that to... with, um, I think her handle is Lauren Strange. I make yes. a point of watching most of what he he puts together because he's such a joyful human, and it's not just like I'm a joyful human. It's more of like I'm a joyful human, and I don't care who you are. I'm just contagious, and I'm going to pass that joy on to you, whether you want to or not. It's mm-hmm. kind, he's got that that just, you can't ignore it kind of joyous contagion. Yeah, and so it was a cover of I believe in a thing called love. Um, but Lauren Strange, who I've, I've actually talked to a few times on the internet, or she's from Nashville and we have quite a few mutual friends, which is interesting. Um, she changed the lyrics to, I believe in washing hands. Love it. Yes. Uh, it was, so yeah, it's, it's, it's very funny and, and, and well done. And, uh, there is uh, an appearance of a, one of those little personal travel Purell bottles uh, as a guitar slide, which I thought was funny. And Mike's playing the <laughs> guitar that I designed with Kevin Equitz, the Ainsley. Oh yeah. That one's super slick looking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's obviously people are finding ways to do it. I think that like, I just do think that the, obviously I think a lot of people are, are finding this out tools like, zoom or google hangouts or uh, not zoom not zoom don't don't say that one no i'm I, i'm gonna say it um and whatever microsoft solution is uh are not great tools for like jamming with people because there's uh, a latency so i think people are right. learning that that you can't have a band jam session live through any of these tools because of this latency it's just going to make it impossible so it's it's like the only way to really do it is truly um, to record yourself instead of someone else and have them add to that, which, you know, I would love to do with my band. Uh, I think I mentioned this last week, but Deep Sea Diver is basically doing that with a series called the Stay Home Stems. All right. All right. I think I talked about that last week. But um, so this the first week, they just give you a drum beat. And this week they gave you a drum beat. They gave you two guitar parts and some extra drum fills if you need them. You can use as much or as little of what they provided as you want. Um, so I I did that again. And I didn't get to spend as much time on it as I would have liked. But I had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, just that kind of thing in general. So I, I, I love that there are people who are doing this. Quick note before we get too far, and uh, I will simply say I, I want everyone to make up their own mind on this, but 
before you choose to use Zoom, just do yourself a favor and look up some of the news articles that have come out recently about its security and decide whether or not you're all right with that level of security. Mm-hmm. Because it's, to share my opinion, I think it's borderline problematic and I am inclined to not use it for those reasons. I, I don't trust it to be on any of my personal devices. But, and that's my personal opinion. And if you're not that concerned about it, totally up to you. Just, I just want to call, take this moment to call out, just be aware and at least know what you're getting yourself into before you download it. Yeah. I mean, I've been using zoom for a, a long time, <laughs> probably eight years. Um, I've not had personally insecurity issues with it, but don't be posting screenshots of your chat window with the call code. Um, or like, like whatever your your meeting ID is. If someone has the ID, anybody can join that meeting. And if you're if you think you're private chatting with somebody else on it, you should know that. I, I'm pretty sure about this that the host will get a transcript of every single chat that was happening in Zoom. Mm-hmm. So keep and, keep that in mind. Well, so there's all of that that you would notice, like if you get Zoom Boom, that you would notice up front. But there's also the back end stuff that you might not notice, such yeah. as you could accidentally give a hacker root access to your machine, with the possibility to elevate admin privileges. There's the lack of end to end encryption. There's the what recently they got accused of routing some of their data through China, so where they get a copy of transcripts, et cetera, et cetera. Just a lot of things that me as an IT guy go, ah, no, make it stop. Yeah. I get that. I totally get that. But like I said, I mean, I'm bothered by things that other people aren't, and I I understand and respect that. Yeah, sure. And don't use it for band practice anyway, because it doesn't really work. Right. I mean, unfortunately, I don't think there's going to be a world in which that's going to be terribly possible, because... The reality is, is all of that signal has to travel over physical cabling and it can only travel up to a certain speed. So you're really, it's not just a software thing. It's if you've got, it's got to go out to the server, wherever the server may be. It's infrastructure. Yeah. I mean, the light can literally only travel so far. Yeah. Or travel so fast. Yeah. I was like, uh, 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 maybe, maybe. I don't know if that <laughs> is there a set distance light can travel. I don't believe so. Light just kind of exists. It's photons. So it's yeah. not like it disappears after traveling or like gases out after a certain period. It just gets diffused and bounces into other places. Yeah. But uh, I mean, literally, if you just send like a straight ping through your ISP to a different part of the state, it's got to go out to the server. And then like, even if it's literally the person next door, it, unless you've got like a direct LAN connection to whoever you're practicing with, it's got to go all the way out to the server and then come back. And mm-hmm. for a lot of, like there's a lot of the servers for, out here in Washington or out in the Columbia river. So you've got to factor in for the time for it to get out to there and then come back to Seattle. I mean, it's just, it's never going to be instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not magic. It's science. It's just not it's perfect. It's science. And there's no point in uh, getting upset at uh, Zoom or Teams or Blue Jeans or WebEx or any any of those providers. I mean, it just kind of is what it is. You know what I mean, man? It's just like, yeah. it is, bro. Yes, it is. That's true. Yeah. So anything else you want to say about collaboration in the time of COVID-19? 
I want to encourage collaboration. I think it's a wonderful thing. At the same time, it, just to echo more of what we were saying at the beginning, that there's absolutely nothing wrong with not being productive. And in the same vein, I think it's completely fair to acknowledge that there's a different level of social strain that you experience by having all of your interactions be digital because it's something that we're all getting used to. I mean, for the most part, all of us are used to seeing people face to face. And it's a very different environment than having to stress out about your internet connection and whatever devices you've, you're using for your microphone and your camera. And I'm um, trying to have that conversation and the strain of having to wear headphones rather than just having the in-person conversation. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that go into it. So mm-hmm. don't feel like, like I, I don't want people to ever feel like it's the exact same equivocation of an experience as uh, being there in person. And it's okay to say I've been on so many zoom calls this week or teams calls or whatever service you're using. I I just don't know if I want to also do like my happy hour, hang out with my friends on, on a, on a web client, you know, I think you, we've all got to give ourselves permission to. So if that's a, if that makes it difficult to collaborate, I mean, so be it. And there's, I, I, there's other ways to get around that. And, um, but Mm -hmm. So I just I think collaboration to... is just, it's going to look different. I mean, you can't go, I can't, I'm not going to be going to an in-person recording session anytime soon. That blows, right. but I mean, it's just, it's different. It's going to take getting used to, and it's going to take a while to um, get used to get a process that I know works and, Right now, I'm just experimenting. I'm like, was I going overboard recording six takes to send to this person? Debatable. But yeah. They- yeah. No, it totally was. But I... These are the things we only find out as time moves on, though. Uh-huh. We're all learning collectively as we go. And I think that's frightening and comforting all at the same time. Yeah. And that just means, uh, you know, you got to go easy on people because we're all just figuring this out and we're all on different speeds and wavelengths and uh at different levels of you know sanity relatively speaking speaking right now i i totally meant to bring this up earlier in the episode but if anybody's got gear and practice room still strong 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 recommendation clear it all out and bring it home if you haven't done so already yeah i am thinking about going to uh my singer is at some point this week and getting, like getting if, if your practice space is coming off with residents, that's right. But if like you rent a practice space, clear it yeah. out because uh, robberies are uh, – I've seen I, – I don't know what the actual data is on this, but I feel like I'm seeing a lot more like, hey, guys, my practice space just got broken into kind of stuff because no yeah. one's – you know no one's going to be there. Nobody's there. And it's – I mean – Everybody and even thinks- it's just like for me, it's like I just miss I miss the guitar that's at, it's like my Starcasters at my practice space. I'm like, well, I have some more like videos I could do with it. I have some more work I could be doing with it, and I would like to do those things with it. Bottom line, right? Um, I miss I miss my I'm, band. I'm also. just thinking through my my tinfoil hat, my security consciousness. Yeah, I, I no, would hate to smart. see anyone's stuff get get jacked because yeah. we're all do it following the rules and staying inside. Yeah. And do follow the rules, my friends. This is not, it's not just the flu and any slowdown that we're seeing right now is because phase, we're doing Dad. the right thing. We're, if we're doing this because it's working. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's working here in Washington. And, you know, I just saw a comment on some post in Nashville yesterday or the day before where some guy was like, 
they said this was going to be awful and you know we only have like 38 deaths from it or whatever i'm like yeah that's because Good. what we're doing is working it's like when you're on antidepressants and you feel better you don't go off of them it's the drugs that are working friend yeah yeah it- yeah, I was just talking to my dad about that earlier. Is it like it's this total double-edged sword of like you try to tell everybody, "Hey, this is really going to be a problem if we don't do anything about it." And then when you go do something about it, they're like, "See, it wasn't that big of a deal." I'm like, "No, it's it, it was. This would have been disastrous if we hadn't done anything about it." That's what all the yeah. data points to. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, I'm trusting the people who are experts in, you know, infectious diseases and and stuff like that. So, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, so on on that note, um, anything else we want to share? Do we want to share what we're like thankful for, or or something during these stressful times? Uh, I'm incredibly thankful to be gainfully employed. I know not everybody is, and my heart goes out to everyone uh, who's going through some tough times. Um, I, I'm just thankful that I, I have the the opportunity that not everybody does right now um so yeah very 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 much thankful for that yeah i'm uh i'm thankful to have uh, a husband who is just uh fantastic and i actually like being around all day and he does the things that i don't want to do right now like going to the grocery store i went on a walk the other day with him and it just gave me so much anxiety so I'm glad that he's, you know, picking up the week's worth of groceries so I don't have to. Yeah. No, I was yeah. definitely like thinking about the other day. I'm like, I'm really glad I like Melissa a lot. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't imagine like being quarantined, like, uh, like, like even in college, like I had roommates and some I liked more than others, but there's a couple of roommates I had that like, I can just like if I imagine like being told that like, Oh, okay, you're stuck at college and you're going to be quarantined with your roommates inside your two bedroom apartment for the next like six months. Like I, I don't know if I'd make it. And I just really, yeah, definitely feeling the, I'm glad I'm with people that I, that I care about and I love and I get along with and can relax with. And there's people who are stuck in homes with domestic abusers. So yeah, that, that is a concern. I'm, very worried about those people as am i mean this cannot be a good time and also and also for all of this and on a lighter note um i am i like to imagine that somewhere in america there is a season being filmed of married at first sight and these couples are stuck together in a quarantine somewhere (laughs) (laughs) oh i just i hope that's the case because that would make whatever season of that very interesting (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. So, um, if you're still listening, um, we have a Patreon. We would love your support at this time because everything still costs the same for us to do this podcast. Yep. But I have a little less work, uh, personally. <laughs> and, um, and just because I'm employed doesn't mean the rest of my family is. That's true. That's true. Same for you. Um, we have merch at getoffsetpodcast.com slash shop. Or you can just, if you left us a nice little review on iTunes, that'd be really, really kind of you. And we'd appreciate it a lot. Yeah. 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 Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Uh, Well, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Uh, Once again, I'm Emily. I'm Andrew. Goodbye. Bye.